Hey, babe. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. It's your girl, Karina. Um, I am sitting on my couch in my place, in my living room. Got my feet up on the ottoman. Um, just chilling on Tongva land. AKA Los Angeles, California. What about you, babe? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am in my living room with my dog, Jasper. <laughs> and um, this is your girl, Asia. I am coming in through the Cheyenne, Ute, and Arapaho territory. So. Bless all of my beloved siblings and and the ancestors that all came together so that we can be here today. Yeah, I just want to give a special shout out to my ancestors who demand their libations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every time I make something really good, like I happen to spill it or something, I'm like, I know what y'all are up to. <laughs> Y'all exactly period Asia before your ancestors come for you. That's right. Um, <laughs> I made some I'll I'll get into my medicine bag because might as well while we're on it. Um in my medicine bag, um, I made some Jamaica um or sorrel, um some hibiscus infusion, yeah, because it was overnight. I put some nutmeg I put some allspice I put some ginger and also I put like one gram of cacao powder in it mm. and when I tell you it slaps ooh, ooh, it got that depth of flavor okay <laughs> <laughs> and so you know I was um transferring vessels and which I did successfully and I was like all right my breakfast is ready I'm about to pour myself a glass and then it like spilled everywhere and I was like mm, y'all are up to some things <laughs> and literally like this has been happening to me since there was a birthday party that I went to or no it was a it was a party for the um the twins um Ibei. Ibei, yes the Ibei. Mm -hmm. um yeah we had like a party for the ebay um for um vive brazil and you know i got my plate of brazilian food ooh, ooh, the best afro brazilian food and i was about to sit down and i spilled my plates all over the floor and one of the elders like contacted me and she or she like pulled me aside and was like, hey, uh, your ancestors are trying to talk to you. And I was like, oh, are they now? Mm. And um, yeah, she gave me some instructions and, you know, some explanations. And I was like, oh, cool, 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 cool. And so, yeah, ever since that day, like anything I make that's like really ethnic. <laughs> literally like it spills or so, something and I'm like I know y'all want y'all's things first okay. <laughs> so yeah shout out to the ancestors who be trying to get my attention yeah and who've been guiding and um just being here with me 
throughout all the the times and the seasons and whatnot. So y'all are y'all been in my medicine bag. Um, so I appreciate that. And yeah, I'll say Mahamaika was in my medicine bag. Yes. So what about you, Bay? Yes, yes. Well, I'm just um I'm just vibing and and feeling thankful to your ancestors. <laughs> I I'm not surprised that the combination of cacao from your Mayan ancestors and hibiscus from your West African ones are the flavors that demanded your attention. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that you love mixing chocolate and hibiscus. I haven't seen that before, but those those patterns or those flavors remind me of you. Um, oh. <laughs> Good. Yes. And I, what's in my medicine bag this week um, I am sipping on my Hawthorne mead, uh, mm. that I made from this fall's harvest and, um, it feels so nice to have a little bit of like, uh, alcohol, some drink during the winter time to like move and warm and and circulate the blood and it's very important to remember that this is the precursor to the tinctures mm -hmm. um our ancestors would brew herbal alcohol herbal beers herbal wines and they would consume that as medicine and and traditional forms of herbalism where we're concerned with like potency and the proof and all of these things. Uh, what's really powerful I have found is that when we brew uh, the vinegar from scratch like I do, or when we brew the alcohol from scratch, the spirit of the microorganisms have their own impact that's greater mm -hmm. than the mechanics of osmosis that traditional herbalism relies on so that ancestral herbalism uh, uses kind of the spirit force of the microorganisms to increase the potency of the medicine and so um mm -hmm. yeah hawthorne stays in my medicine bag my girl mm -hmm. tv was like Hawthorne's your favorite and I was like oh it's that right. obvious yeah <laughs> like she's she's the bitch by my heart like of course um but just experiencing the depth of what's available with Hawthorne um when you stick with your friends mm. and you build like year-long relationships you're like oh Hawthorne tea, Hawthorne tincture, Hawthorne vinegar, Hawthorne lotion, Hawthorne, right? Like it's like Hawthorne, oh, Hawthorne lotion. Right. Like Hawthorne is just like continuously like, oh, you love me? Let me teach you something new. Let me teach you something mm. new. Um, and so yeah, Hawthorne stays in my medicine bag. Um, the new thing that Hawthorne taught me recently was about um altitude. And I just think it's so fascinating that I live in such a high in dry place and my medicines are like, I know how to resolve altitude sickness. Like I know how to help you to breathe, right? Like outside of water. Um, and so Hawthorne, you know, continues to teach me. And so she uh, is in my medicine back. Mm. Shout out to you, Asia, for, you know, sticking to, hmm to having long-term relationships and depth. Yeah. Our plant sisters, 
Mm, and also shout out to you for pouring your libations for your ancestors too. I did. And Jasper came and looked it all up and I said, yep. It's fine. <laughs> Jasper, Jasper does her job. Jasper she knows does. she's the cleanup team. <laughs> there's there's something about pouring libations and putting food out for the ancestors and also like uh putting pumpkins out at Halloween. I noticed that a lot of our rituals end up like benefiting wildlife. Mm. Right? So it's like I see squirrels eating pumpkins during the fall and like there's something about when our rituals are open to God and the forces and the ancestors. It's the animals, it's the microbes, it's the birds who also benefit from our spiritual work. Mm -hmm. And so like doing our rituals, like actually feeds all the beings that surround us. And I think that I, that, I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. You know, wow. I didn't realize this is going to be the ancestor episode. But um, yeah, after my um, my experience at the um, at the Bay party, um, I talked to shout out to my pastor, Pastor Jazz. I said we Pastor, love Jazz. Pastor Jazz. <laughs> we love Pastor Jazz. Um, because I needed someone who could support me through, you know, trying to figure out how to best you know communicate and just uh venerate the ancestors and just like understand what that means and so yeah like pastor jazz been sitting with me and just like helping me understand the things but one of my biggest i guess hesitations and questions was like i feel like it's wasteful to just put food out like mm. like <laughs> you just end up throwing it away and that makes me feel bad but mm. um asia you saying that like that like our spiritual work benefits wildlife and it adds to it adds depth to our compost piles and what what not like it's not wasteful yeah um and i think that in order for us to feel like we're not being wasteful we hoard yes you know we become greedy and I'm like hmm. ah. so I'm still I'm still working through it because it's still like new for me you know I grew up in the Pentecostal church we ain't had nothing to do with any of that <laughs> okay <laughs> ah. not at all mm. I mean but kind of because kind of I'm we like do the the <laughs> communion okay truly I'm like y'all leaving the wine out like y'all but you know conceptually like you did not do any of that stuff so for me it's still like something I'm understanding but um yeah yeah I I really enjoy that reframe for me as I'm continuing to learn the things so I love it I'm happy I can I can share that and Um, speaking of traditions we're gonna get into (laughs) the three (laughs) traditions of healing yes 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 so um the three traditions so uh to have this conversation we also need to have a conversation about our white grandma speaking Mm -hmm. of elders but not ancestors yet elders Mm -hmm. um 
Karina's school, Karina and I's school is the wise woman tradition. Um, and this tradition was really uh, developed and searched for and found and researched and amplified um, by a very controversial herbalist um, named Susan Weed. Um, and talking about the the wise woman tradition, um, you know, I, I had a call with Karina last night because it was like heavy on my spirit. Um, one of the things that's really difficult is that like I had had a really estranged, uh, a strained relationship with Susan Weed, who is my mentor. I apprenticed with her. Um, have studied her works for years and years in great depth. Um, and it's also sort of lacks integrity to um, to not like give credit where credit is due and and not recognize sort of the the beauty that different members of our community creates. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, sitting with that that deep sort of rich complexity, Karina is, that's still present for me as we uh, move into this this topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Asia put me on to Susan Weed years ago, 2017, I want to say. And I must say, like, the generosity that Susan has with her knowledge has just transformed me. And uh, the depth of knowledge that I have is thanks to her. And so I would be fraudulent if I were not to give her credit for the work that she's done mm-hmm. um, and just putting herself out there um, to answer questions and whatnot on her podcast. So I'm just I'm really grateful for her. And also, yeah, like Asia and I have been challenged over the years of like following a white elder because mm-hmm. there it's it can be very problematic. Yeah, they come from really problematic uh, traditions also and as well upbringings and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I feel like it would be easier to um, only subscribe to Black Herbalist, but there's just something special about Susan. And um, I'm just really grateful to the work that she's done and she continues to do um, even to this day. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's really important to, um, yeah, at least um, give her credit for, yeah, yeah, all the things. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, sitting with the complexity of, like, what does it mean? I'm thinking of Gloria Andalzila, my favorite, who Cherie Brown introduced me to, um, this this notion of mestizaje and Udimia Cruz Montoya. Both of these women are going to be... teaching uh in our in our winter immersion so shout out um I want you to know their philosophy because I they mean everything to me and what you know Cherie and Uthemia really teach is that like part of our healing is healing all the different parts of our bloodline so mm-hmm. recognizing that we are all mestiza including like me right including all of us mm-hmm. we all have a mixture of like African and European and uh, Native American sort of bloodlines. And we can't just ride heavy for one part of our blood. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to rectify our relationship with all of our ancestors 
And for me, that conversation is also present in rectifying uh, my my personal relationship with with Susan. Um, as a, a root worker, it's not only sort of my my role or my work in this world to restore the wholeness of physical bodies. Um, it's also my role to restore the wholeness of relationships and to yeah. restore the wholeness of communities. Um, and part of restoring, restoring wholeness is restorative forms of justice that, um, that don't cancel people, that don't prison industrial complex and mm. disappear and extract um, and so my, you know, decision to not cancel Susan was a very, uh, was a, was a difficult decision to make, but um, it was in line with the bigger worldview of like healing across time and space and bloodlines. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, um, uh, I recognize that folks don't uh, agree with my choices and things like that. And as a bad bitch, I got to like nod to all y'all and recognize the validity of your, your worlds and also stand in my frequency. That's right. So with people with that, need you to, I was just going to say, people yeah. need you to stand in your frequency, even if it is in direct opposition to them. Yeah. Because they can't be in their frequency. If you're not at your frequency, you won't be opposed. That's right. They need that. That's right. And listen, a crossroad is better than a crossfire. Shout out yeah. to Hiatus Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. So we're at a crossroads. Um, shout out to Tashu. And uh, we we're gonna we're gonna walk our path and um Let's talk about uh, how we've incorporated the wise woman tradition into people's medicine. And let's explain to the folks what the three traditions of, um, of herbal medicine are. Yeah. So let's get into the three traditions of healing. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is the scientific tradition. <laughs> you know, it's the tradition that often people mention as they say, I'm not into that Western medicine. <laughs> Y'all are all familiar with the drugs, the surgical interventions, chemo, you know, diagnostic, te diagnostic tests. Yes. These are all part of the scientific tradition. Mm. It's the scientific tradition that can be reductive. It's the scientific tradition that um, tends to measure tends to um scientific tradition measures and fixes yes <laughs> yeah so during my uh apprenticeship this was a, a really important thing that susan uh sort of really hammered in is this this idea that a none of the traditions are wrong mm -hmm. right and each tradition has the other traditions embedded within it but it's important for us to get what kind of position the medicine is coming from so that we can know how to safely engage. So when we say that the scientific tradition measures and fixes, it means that you have to measure up. It means that right. they have a standard, which 
all bodies are supposed to conform to in order to be healthy. They have numbers, right? In order to lower the blood pressure of my auntie, they gave her drugs that caused uh, swelling throughout her body, but the numbers went down. Mm -hmm. And so what Karina said, reductive, it reduces health to a set of numbers or statistics and doesn't have the capacity to see the whole picture right so when you go to a doctor and you have a cough uh they're going to be able to get that cough down as an indicator but they don't tell you that they're going to destroy your entire immune system in order to get the cough down Mm -hmm. right and that's fine right the scientific tradition is useful to us because uh it's good to know what the norm is But it can also be violent. So when they said that the level of obesity, they changed the. um, Oh, no. (laughs) They changed what BMI counted as obese. And overnight, all these people were recategorized into sort of obesity. And they created the obesity epidemic and then the war on obesity, which is really just a war on fat people because obesity Mm -hmm. is person, right? Like, um, and in that moment, all of a sudden, because it was based on a measure, then they tried to fix all of these people by forcing them to get on diets or shaming them about their body mass index. And of course, we know that diets lead to more weight gain over time, but this is the scientific tradition and its approach to body and body fat. Instead of seeing the wholeness of fat, right, we see it as one indicator um, and we try to fix people into what that indicator should be. So even if your body is naturally healthy at a BMI of 33, the scientific tradition wants to fix you at 28, right? So that is the scientific tradition. And thank you to the scientific tradition for being able to give us specific data, specific ideas. Um, You know, we also recognize that we participate in the scientific tradition as well. We We research uh, we look at proportions and statistics and data and and all of these things. And so it's important to get that all of this is a part of us too. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And we have discernment as to when to utilize the scientific tradition. That's right. So it's part of our medicine bag, but we also understand that we're not going to go to the scientific tradition if we want wholeness, right. if we want health. We're not going to go to the doctor for that. Now, if uh, we are very sick and we are on the brink of something very acute, we really appreciate the scientific tradition because they will get us exactly what we need to, like you said, Asia, to measure that standard of minimal uh, vitality. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that's that's the most that you can get from them, but they don't actually care about the whole health of your body. So that's right. I think it's just important to remember that when you go to the different traditions of healing. That's right. Um, Yeah. Shout out to diagnostics. Um, I wanted to see uh, when I had a back issue, I wanted to see if there was something wrong with my muscular skeletal system or if there was something wrong with my kidneys. And I was able to go to a doctor and run very specific tests, which were like, your body's perfectly healthy. And I'm like, okay, but why am I in pain? But, um, and so we go to doctors when we want them to run tests for us, Mm -hmm. right? When we want to 
so th there's a lot of great ways to utilize this tradition. Um, and, and yeah, so we'll, that's the scientific tradition. Karina, let's talk about the heroic tradition. So yeah, let's move into the heroic tradition. Um, this is often when we say we're herbalists, I think a lot of people think we're a part of the heroic tradition. Yeah. You know, it definitely like includes herbs, but mainly herbs and supplements um, in supplement form. Um, they include like fasting and cleansing, you know, colonics, uh, you know, um, uh, hydrotherapy, like all the all the weird things. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the things that that uh, purify and cleanse. Yeah. This is the heroic tradition. Yeah. Um, and yes, Asia, did you have something? Yeah, no, I'm just vibing. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> this, you know, the conversations around toxins are also a part of the heroic tradition. Mm -hmm. but, um, I would say <laughs> shout out to um, Pentecostal uh, Christianity. The purity <laughs> culture would be part of the heroic tradition. Yeah. But there's pure and impure there's good enough and there's toxic that, yeah. you know, there's, there's all these oppositions that are part of the heroic tradition. Mm. Um, it's, and, it's, yeah. it's very dualistic, right? It's, it's good, good and evil, good and evil, you know, and often your body is, is something to be overcome in order for you to get to goodness. Right. Right. So heroic traditions, folks really appreciate like Dr. Sebi, uh, a lot of the tropical medicines, um, mm. which we deeply appreciate, but they come from the heroic traditions. Um, when we think about the hero archetype or the hero practitioner, right? It centers the practitioner as that person who can come in and like purify you and fix you, right? Mm. Um, and the link between hero like the heroic tradition and tropical medicine um, is that tropical people often could be seen as in an arms race with microbes right right <laughs> asia like, experienced that herself or, oh, oh, <laughs> the ants were so aggressive i said this is it's a really aggressive environment because there's so much life and so um but when we sort of try to apply those tropical methods of cleansing fasting purging, and all, all that stuff to us in temperate environments it ends up really hurting us. So for example, mm -hmm. colonics or inserting things into sort of the rectum in order to like cleanse your colon and all of these things, it actually disturbs peristalsis, which is the uh, the movement of your smooth muscle tissues that, you know, help you poop. People who do colonics can actually get addicted to it and then their body becomes dependent on sort of enemas and things like that in order to move the waste out, right? Mm -hmm. So you think that these practices, uh, when people fast or when they lose dramatic amounts of weight, people don't understand that our fat is storing a lot of the pollutants, the persistent organic pollutants. And so when you drop your fat super quick, all of those pollutants flood into your system 
hurting and circulating and hurting and circulating and hurting your organs and damaging mm -hmm. your body. So you think like, oh, I'm sick because I'm getting all the poisons out, but actually you're poisoning yourself, right? By forcing mm -hmm. your body to quote unquote detox. So many detox therapies actually destroy the liver, which detoxes. They're right. so harsh, right? It's, it's treating the body as if it's not wise or treating the body right? As if um, it doesn't have its inherent wisdom um, mm -hmm. and that the body is a barrier, right? So it's like, people always say like mind over matter, right? Yeah. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain, right? Mm -hmm. These are, these are deep forms of heroicism and uh, these forms of heroicism can be useful, right? So for example, um, when we're experiencing acute pain or hyperinflammation, sometimes we do have to like hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it with the herbs. So for example, uh, when we're fighting a virus, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it is like a fight and sometimes you gotta go hard with your antivirals, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to reduce that viral load, right? So we're not saying that the heroic tradition is wrong. We're not saying that like cleansing, fasting, purging, all of these things are wrong, but we also acknowledge that they also hurt and yeah. that they're coming out of a, a framework where, you know, the body is bad and should be punished or needs to be cleansed or fixed or all of these things. Um, and so yeah. notice the heroic tradition that lives in the herbalist that you love, right? Yeah. Um, and don't make them wrong about it, but get that like, it's a, it's a, it's a patriarchal often worldview. Um, and we love, sometimes the patriarchy needs to be in a medicine bag, right. but just like acknowledging that, you know. Acknowledge that if you go to them, this is what you're going to get. Um, and then you'll also need some support after you <laughs> go to the heroic tradition. Because as you mentioned, um, in tropical medicine, I was thinking about, um, you know, a lot of times people have to take specific things when they live in tropical climates to um, fight against parasites yeah. and amoebas and yeah. whatnot. But like, that's part of your life when you live in the tropics. Right. It's like, all right, you know, how do I support myself? And sometimes you have to go through some drastic measures to really uh, support your body through getting rid of parasites. Um, but <laughs> there are other traditions in which you can go to to nourish your body after you have to go through the hard weeks of medications that you have to go through. So yeah, I think about our uh, African American ancestors in the South, and how poor sanitation, and poor access to clothing meant that like, they were dealing with a lot of parasites, right? Mm -hmm. Because there wasn't like great sanitation to get rid of waste. And so lots of organisms are brewing and then folks didn't have shoes, right? And so one of the remedies um, in Southern folk medicine is black walnut, which yeah. Um, yeah, we learned about that when we visited Justin. Yeah, shout out to Justin at Country Gentleman Cooks. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, when Karina and I were touring plantations in North Carolina. North Carolina. Um, 
you know, we learned about so a lot of the African American remedies were against parasites mm -hmm. because of the conditions. So they had to, right, participate in these sort of heroic forms of medicine because of the of the context. But what I loved is that they put the black walnut in ice cream. So black mm -hmm. walnut ice cream. I was said, so that that's a cute combination of the wise <laughs> woman nourishing, so right, and then the heroic like you know, purging, um, but because it led to like serious nutrient deficiencies, like these worms will eat your, <laughs> they'll eat a lot, you know, like, yeah. so yeah. Make you really sick. Yeah. So shout out to the heroic tradition coming through to save the mm -hmm. day when we need it, but this is not sort of the ground that we live in. Um, but what is the ground that we live on is yeah. the wise women tradition that is empowering <laughs> <laughs> wise women tradition is nourishing it nourishes the wholeness of our body yeah it sees us as whole perfect and complete it sees um healing as something to support to tonify to be with you there aren't mistakes there's no shame no blame no guilt and they don't see health as the absence of disease, which is super important. Mm. Um, I think that stands out out of the other traditions as well. Yeah. Because often, like, for example, for the heroic tradition, if you get sick, it means that you're in balance. Mm. Like there's something off about you. Right. That, like, I hear people often say, well, I don't get sick. Like this is the first time I've been sick in however long. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy. Right. So, um, yeah, the wise women tradition is just a new lens that changed my life um, because, you know, like I said, I came from the church that's so very heroic. Mm. And so um, coming to a, a healing um, modality such as this that I'm whole perfect and complete um yeah. is yeah it's 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 still new to me yeah um and it encourages me to have relationships with plants yes um you know I only found Susan after apprenticing with Kay Baxter and studying Weston A. Price and um Sally Fallon mm -hmm. and um these other like feminist sort of practitioners who were actively resurrecting the traditions that women held um and so I was like nourishing traditions only and then I was like well what's nourishing herbalism right mm. um and that's how I found Susan was I was she had her nourishing herbal and I said well it <laughs> obviously the theme is nourishment right mm -hmm. um so the wise woman tradition um like Karina said it nourishes our wholeness but what you know we're up to what we focus on is this idea that our body is whole and complete and perfect and that it just needs some support sometimes to do what is best so whereas the heroic tradition might give you a liver cleanse Mm -hmm. uh, while the scientific tradition might, uh, give you liver surgery, right? <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Uh, the wise woman sort of tradition or what I would like to name the people's medicine tradition. Yeah. Um, the wise woman tradition is going to give you, uh, 
well-cooked carrots to increase the amount of, of vitamin A that's available in them, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to nourish the liver with vitamin A. Most people don't know that we can actually make the liver work better, not by forcing it with a very powerful herb, you know, not by all of these things, but like the liver loves vitamin A. Yeah. So feed it vitamin A and the liver will work better. That's a nourishment based approach versus using a drug or an herb to force the liver to do something or be a certain way. Um, mm. And then what's deep about our tradition is since nourishment is the foundation, then we are always eating carotenoid rich foods or vitamin A rich foods because we're constantly tonifying the liver mm -hmm. with our with our way of life, yeah. right? With our life ways. Um, and so the wise woman tradition, uh, shout out to it. There's so much more to explore. Um, one of the books that really has uh, explained this in, in really beautiful ways is the little green book, Healing Wise. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm sitting here with my signed copy, shout out to me. And um, <laughs> <laughs> But also, you know, where we can find this tradition also lives in deep feminism and, and looking at the ways that our ancestors behaved. Florence Nightingale, for example, and the modern nurses movement, Miss Nightingale, uh, you know, transformed hospitals by asking folks to open up windows so that patients can get fresh air and taking mm -hmm. people to courtyards so that they can get sunlight, right? Mm -hmm. That's some nourishing ass shit. So we yeah. can find the wise women tradition being held by wise women. Yeah. <laughs> like your grandma making them cookies. Hello. Right. Mm -hmm. Like nourishing your wholeness. Um, and there are, you know, like all traditions, there are setbacks, right? There are things that don't work about it. And so we don't want to create like a binary, but this is the home that Karina and I are strongly grounded in. Mm -hmm. Right heroic tradition might have a materia medica of 2000 herbs and then a doctor is going to have a materia medica of 10,000 constituents right. right but wise women we're going to have a materia medica of 20 and then 12 and then 5 by the time we're in our 80s okay yeah so it's it's a different world view and it's a world view that we think um, is would change the world because these traditions don't just apply to how we treat the body. What what is the wise? How does the wise woman respond to crime? Right. It might look like restorative justice. Yeah. Right. How would the heroic tradition respond to crime? Put them in a jail cell. Mm -hmm. you're how either this, bad or good? You're either bad or good, right? How would the scientific tradition? respond to crime, probably uh, putting a little uh, <laughs> chip in your brain so that you don't make bad decisions anymore, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Measuring and fixing people or have to fix criminals, right? Gay conversion therapy is the mm. scientific tradition. Yeah. Right. So these traditions, um, they're in our medicine, but they're also like our our way of being. And I want us to notice, you know, um, where we stand and, and not be ashamed of it, right? 
Yeah, there's this little excerpt. It's like a little poem, like a non-rhyming poem that's at the end of the um the three traditions of healing and abundantly well by Susan yeah. Weed. And it's so beautiful. Like this, anyways, it changed my life, but okay, so it goes, you are inherently whole. I am inherently whole. We inherently seek greater wholeness. You are naturally perfect just as you are. I am naturally perfect just as I am. We naturally desire greater perfection. And so this really speaks to Asia's we, us, our frequency. Mm. And even just that perspective just makes you feel better. Mm. No matter like how what you're going through or what your day's like, how you're feeling today, like just seeing yourself as perfect, seeing others as perfect, seeing us as always seeking perfection is beautiful. So mm. yeah, as Asia said, this is our foundation. This is the house in which we live. So this is the foundation of our medicine, the people's medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, could not have said it more perfectly. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's time for us to transition. Um, and uh, girl, I'm so excited to hear what your bougie auntie word of advice is this week. Ooh wee. Okay. Um mm, my bougie auntie word of advice. <sighs> well, you know, I've been just going through a lot of uh transitions. Um, I'm in my own place, my own apartment. I just got a new, new apartment. apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh mm, I'm just, I'm finally feeling the excitement that I didn't have like a week ago because I was overwhelmed. And um, speaking of the church house, this is the ancestor and religious episode for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, a a tradition that's in um, the Black American, as well as the Latino Pentecostal tradition is uh, going up and saying your testimony. Yes. And, um, yeah, I was at the church house on Monday, the church Zoom house. Amen. Um, and, yeah, we usually do, like, a check-in. And um, I was like, yeah, I got a test. And I was just explaining how grateful I was to everyone who I told that I wanted to live alone and wanted my own place and you know, shout out to all the people praying for me and supporting me in all the ways and just being in that excitement. And I'm just like, there's something that gratitude does for you, Hmm. you know, just like being able to just go in front of people and just express gratitude and receive their excitement. It just does something for you. Hmm. It does something for your community too. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are going through really hard things, but it was really cool to just see people excited for me, you know, and me being able to provide that like one good news for them to hear tonight kind of thing. And um, yeah, so my bougie auntie word of advice is if you want to feel better, go up and share your testimony of whatever good is happening in you. Not only is it going to bring you to life, but it's going to bring your community to life. So 
whatever look that looks like in your life and your community like go ahead and have a, a testimony sharing praise situation <laughs> like go up there and say the things like get on there on instagram go on twitter get on tiktok and just shout out how you know how good god is how good you know your wife's cooking was like whatever it is like express gratitude and see how that changes your life this week so that's what I got for you wow thank you <laughs> well I want to testify <laughs> I'm gonna testify sis girl listen <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to Deacon Rhoda. Shout out. Uh, he is the, he's been driving sort of my new brand and the website and just working really hard to come through for us and mm -hmm. make sure our course looks good. Um, and I just, I really love Deacon and it feels really good to be supported by such a great person. So mm -hmm. I want to testify um, to like the imperfection of this process, but the, ooh, the spirit of it. And mm -hmm. I'm so excited for that spirit to come through. So my, you know, my bougie auntie word of advice is about exoticism. Oh, come on. Um, And what I want to name is that like when we value the exotic, the quote unquote heroic tradition, that thing that is so far and distant and rare and sacred and da -da 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 -da, like mm. the plant that lives on top of the mountain. Right. Um, We're often we're often not or we're often valuing the thing that we can't find within ourselves mm. right wow. and I'm thinking of Kendrick Lamar and being like I ain't got the jewelry on me bitch I got the jewelry in me and that mm. that also reminds me of the fact that like once we realize that the jewelry is in us or we realize that the jewelry is surrounding us that we don't have to go far to see it that it doesn't look different from us Right. I'm thinking about like my aunties and, and how powerful they are and how much of a powerful example they've been in my life and how they have exemplified every kind of woman that I could ever hope to be. Mm. Right. And they're right here and they look like me and they hold me. They remember my stories. Yeah. Right. When I want to go out and find feminist or feminism, mm. I don't have to go to Woodstock, right? I don't have to go here to study with this person or this, you know, and I have, I'm a traveling hoe, but the mm -hmm. truth is that like the goodness, the gold, the 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 jewelry is, is right here. And having an herbal medicine that supports the local weeds that you see all the time that aren't far away from you mm -hmm. directly reminds us that like, you know, we have so much that's in our space that we can have a testimony about. 
And so mm. I just want to testify to Deacon, who's right here, who's local, who's been in my mm. community. I want to testify to my aunties who are taking <laughs> the course. Um, I want to testify to all the people that are just right here in my life already. Um, and that that's that's the jewelry, right? Mm. Um, and so that's my bougie auntie word of advice is not only to testify, but like see what things and people in your life that you can that you can give a testimony on behalf of mm. um I really that's my advice to you is is find the jewelry that lives inside of you and, and buy inside of you next to you yeah right um so that's my that's my word for today wow that was really <laughs> powerful I'm just thinking of how crazy your aunties are gonna go when they hear that you called them like the practitioners of feminists, oh. <laughs> the feminism, like they're going to go off. Like, <laughs> you know, like I can't imagine the gratitude that they're going to have once they hear this episode. So I'm just, I'm sitting in expectation for that. And I'm just, I'm happy. I'm grateful for them. And I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the community that I'm in. Um, so thank you for that word, Asia. I, I love to testify about my community and my plant sisters and all the things. Yeah. So thanks, y'all. Thanks everybody who's listening. Um, we are, you know, in the midst of planning. Um, about to be marketing for this course. It's coming up our water course um, that we recently told y'all about. Um, shout out to the patrons um, who are patrons on patreon.com slash bones, bugs, and botany and patreon.com slash petty herbalist because y'all have first dibs on this course. Um, and then for everybody else, y'all are invited too to this course um it's filling up fast so um we're gonna get y'all the details for that um asap so look out for that but we're just so excited to get really deep into the people's medicine and so yeah i'm just just want to extend a um a little more gratitude to y'all um and even the people who are not on patreon like, like y'all ain't got the money to be supporting us every month i just want to shout out the people who support us on the social medias um at petty herbalist and at bones bugs and botany on all the things we really appreciate y'all's likes y'all's comments y'all's dms y'all just asking us questions about everything is everything um so yeah just a shout out to y'all um asia do you have anything to say to the folks before we leave yeah, I mean, we just love y'all. Like, this is y'all. Y'all get to make our dreams come true. And, yeah. like, this is uh, this course with my uh, my wife, like, my favorite healers and teachers. Like, I, uh, last, a few weeks ago, we talked about powers being able to hold space. Mm. And, like, being able to hold space for y'all is, like, the deepest expression of my power so I just I'm I'm floored I I deserve it 
I deserve to feel yeah. this good and, and you deserve to experience me deserving it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just, you know, this is dope. Like everything about life right now is dope. And I just, I'm just grateful. So uh, we want you to remember um, above all things. <laughs> to always stay ready. stay ready and be petty. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.